0: Good afternoon welcome to the panel. Monday afternoon, Wallace Chapman with you now today. In just a moment, we talk about some of the finest ever rugby played over the last 24 hours, that shortly. But after four, taking a look at the election, teasing out a couple of issues there. The rise and rise of the minor parties, notably Te Party Māori, And also ACT, we discussed that. Also today, what will our most vulnerable in society be wanting from the new government? And on a completely different note, this from the ABC. Did you grow up with Scott's emulsion, the health elixir made from cod liver oil? Were you made to take a daily constitutional? One tablespoon of cod liver oil before school? Part of growing up for so many, did you have to endure that? I'd love to hear from you. Text me two one zero one. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me, Janet Wilson, commentator and former broadcaster. Kilda, Janet, are you there? Yeah, I'm hey. here. You... Nice to have you here, Janet. Uh, nice to be here. Also, Peter Elliott, uh, actor who has not been with us for a long time. It's so good to have you yeah. here back. Thanks, Peter. Well, It's just great to be back yeah, it's, uh,
1: in this beautiful new studio. It's fantastic. A well, uh,
0: little bit of uh, natural wood aligning yeah. uh, some of the yeah. s- controls. S- huh? s-
1: s- some new funky gear. Just an nice update. To showroom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, now, there's a sea of green, pockets of black. We're treated to a class contest. One of the best in World Cup history as Ireland and the All Blacks traded uh, and counter punched. Amid a fever pitch atmosphere that stretched well into added time, writes Liam Napier in The Herald. The ABs winning 28 24 and now into the semi finals. And Springboks knocked France out of their own Rugby World Cup in quarter finals, 29 28. The Springboks were simply superb against a French team that threw everything at them. Now, with us is the co host of the long running and great show that is The Crowd Goes Wild. Andrew Mulligan, great to have you here. Hi, thanks Wallace. Hey, two incredible games. Needless to say Andrew, we're living in a rugby lover's dream. It could not get better, right?
2: Yeah, it it can't get any better. Mainly because you had very little expectation for this uh, All Blacks team over the last 14, 15 months. Um, There were pockets of resistance, but it seemed that the the frothing masses were really um, calling for everybody's heads, everybody was down, but those who still believe they were uh, redeemed yesterday, and it feels like I'm talking about we won the World Cup, and in many ways we kind of did, but so whatever, whatever happens from here is bonus, we've got a, a nice familiar run against possibly two um, Southern Hemisphere nations that we are very familiar with, so I'm happy, I'm content today.
0: Been a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's before we get to the panel. Be honest, Andrew. Who did you have your money on? All Blacks or Ireland?
2: I had my money on the All Blacks. I felt the Irish ceiling. I felt that the Irish had peaked in between World Cup cycles, right. but, and the French have done the same. Um, they've been punished for it by two Southern Hem- Hemisphere nations. South Africa is built for World Cups. Their program is built for World Cups. Right. Irish rugby is built to get out of a quarterfinal. But they'd left their run too short. The All Blacks—I don't know what the last four years was. It was—it was a hot mess at times. But these these two teams, I think they just didn't have enough room to move. They'd shown their hand, and everybody had seen what they were doing, whether it was Six Nations or tours down south, and they'd been worked out, unfortunately. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah,
3: no, good, good comments there, Andrew. Uh, Janet. Um, Andrew, it's a bit like a political campaign, really, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you know, is there a chance of the – I heard someone talk about the banana slip that could be the next game, which is Argentina. How much of a reality is that? Because we tend to t- sort of totter as fans between adoration and exhilaration and desperation, on the other hand, really, don't we?
2: we, we yeah, we totally do, Janet, and that's, that's very true. And I feel as though the banana skin element isn't as much this time because Argentina have beaten us. They've been us in Christchurch. Um, if you watch the excellent uh, NZR Plus documentary series, um, I think it's called Voices or now Voice, it's about the players and how they went from the highs of in South Africa and, and, and playing over there and coming to Christchurch and just getting physically owned by the Argentinians. This is what is good about losing between World Cups to the that you face in World Cups. You have recent history. You keep receipts, as Adi Saver mm. likes to say. So mm. you hang on to that stuff, which I feel as though is a good thing. So it's yeah. not as much of a banana skin game as, thankfully, it could be.
1: Peter? I, I just think this is a remarkable testament for the defence coach, Scott McLeod, who basically has been fighting for a long time. But 37 phases of play, which we, came, which we came away with at the end of that game, the last four minutes just seemed like four hours. And no penalties against the, the team, which is unheard of for us, especially when that you know, whistle-happy chap, was uh, Mr Barnes, was there. Um, and and I just found it extraordinary. But I, I thought uh, breaking the uh, the seventeen win cycle of Ireland, as well as the hoodoo of having that entire crowd against you, was a remarkable testament to that to that game. And I just don't think that we, I don't think we'll see it's it's like again in terms of de- defensive perfect defense. It was just extraordinary, and that gives me hope against the you know the the, um, the Pumas coming back against us in the skin next week. That the defense is now or so, well, seemingly so strong, Andrew. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're totally correct. Scott Foss has done a great job, um, and they've, you know, they've they believe in Tamati Williams and Fletcher Mule off the bench, and those guys are more mobile in the defensive line. Um, but also sends a message that Wayne Barnes and the referees will swallow their whistle at at the end of the game. They don't want to be. Wayne Barnes has been through it with New Zealand fans. We know that <laughs> but those referees do not want to be the centre of attention. We he still today, managed to get
1: twenty minutes with only fourteen All Blacks on the field, though, bro. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he certainly did, but in those four minutes, there was a neck roll. Adi had turned the ball over, but yeah. he screamed at the AR. Those kind of moments, you just have to get back up, unfortunately, um, and just get back in the defensive line. You can't get frustrated yeah. and do something silly.
0: And Andrew, briefly, can we talk about Sam Kane? Uh, because yes. ever since he's assumed Kieran Reid's job, or three years ago, he's had <laughs> his detractors. Has he what? What of him now? Uh,
2: Sam Kane has always been an excellent captain. He's always been an excellent flanker. It's just hard to be the man following the man in the uh-huh. likes of Richie McCaw. But he was in the leadership group as soon as he became an All Black. He has been earmarked as an All Blacks captain. This is why Sam Whitelock is an All Blacks captain. This is, Sam Kane is the leader of this team. And a lot of people last year wanted Artie Saavier as captain. Every time Artie Saavier captains, his head, he does a great job. There's nothing against Artie Saavier. But Artie can't be captain and do the job that he does, where Sam Kane is more than willing to engage with the referees, to do all the captain's duties, mm. put his head down and get in dark places. And he and Artie are a terrific combination with Shannon Frizzell. Mm. Like, that was the first time those, those three had played together in a long time. And that's arguably the reason why we won. Those three were brilliant in different parts of the field.
0: Oh, it's really great to have you on the program, Andrew, and uh, look forward to uh, catching up with more analysis and humour uh, and, humor and uh, stuff on the show. Crow goes wild. Thanks, guys.
2: appreciate your time.
0: Thank you. Good on you. That's Andrew Mullivan. A good show too, by the way. Out, Mulligan, rather. And I can't believe, can I just say, how much response I've had on, La- <laughs> on Lane's emulsion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I emulsion. know we're talking politics, but goodness gracious, it's all about Lane's emulsion on the panel. Um, I can taste it now. Also, molasses. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We were a molasses family, so look, can you recall having, having to have your Daily Constitutional, your cod liver oil, text me 2101. Uh, but for now, I've been thinking, Janet Wilson.
3: Oh, I've been thinking about um, the little matter of maybe drinking too much. Now, if anyone who half knows me will tell you that when it comes to parties, I've never met one that I haven't liked. You like one? Yeah. <laughs> right. I like a good party. Mm-hmm. I'm very fond of a good party. But what I don't like is this, this trend that apparently has begun in California where they have these bottomless brunches. Oh. And, um, having encouraged people to openly drink as much as they possibly can, they oh, then God. are starting to charge them 50 bucks, a vomit fee oh, if Lord. they up chuck. So having <laughs> promoted this this whole idea of ex, ex, uh, excess, etc. Now that they then sort of try and slap you with a fee, I think the whole thing is disgusting. I, I really, yeah. I can't. S- it. Um, Various states in in America have have banned the bottomless brunch. Yeah. um, Texas, Virginia, others. About 24 states have banned them because it just ends in disaster. You get 20-year-olds who are... who actually, quite frankly, don't have their, their drinking license, who go crazy and go mad? I think you know. To my mind, it's like a, too many um, off licenses being in places where they shouldn't be. We should we should be banning that. The, the bottomless brunch.
0: The bottomless brunch, is that a thing here, though? Well, yeah, oh, it's quite the thing. Is it, oh, is it really, it's really happening really? Oh, here? Yeah, oh, no, Lord.
3: no, 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 and it's quite the thing amongst the twenty year olds, right? Because. If you've got, you know, 30 or 40 bucks, you can go out and you can have quite a good time
0: on that. Very good. Janet Wilson there. All right. Um... Peter, I've been thinking.
1: Yeah, prior to the election, I needed a bit of time out from the name calling and the hate, and all <laughs> lack of respect being afforded to uh, many in the public service that delivered us from a range of global and local horrors. So I took off on a motorcycle one day to clear my head and get a little perspective, and think about some music and developing mm. some story ideas. And I was reminded that, in spite of our turbulent times, with us stirred and whipped along by a click-hungry media, that we still live in paradise. You know, we've got an incredible wealth of riches here, with health, water, food, sun and beaches. And we haven't got neighbours who want to bomb us or shoot us out of existence for our differing beliefs in an imaginary figure. And and in spite of our nearest neighbours refusing their 65,000-year-old indigenous people a, a voice in their own country, we here in New Zealand are generally pretty welcoming of a sit-down with a coffee, a wine or a beer. And uh, we'd probably still get the jumper leads out for somebody, even if we disagreed with their politics, even if we'd like to put the jumper leads somewhere that hurt. Um, but the the country still offers us a, a, a fair go and I think most people have access to a funded medical system and the amazing professionals whom I've met recently in, in and in a number of uh, guises and they've been terrific. And our system has helped an awful lot of people. It ain't perfect but it's excellent and uh, our ACC system is almost unique and it works brilliantly. And um, I was just thinking that there are miracles every day. So I'm riding along the bike, having a lovely time, and I thought, yeah, but, you know, just a few short years ago, you know, our ancestors sacrificed their lives for others so that we could have a better way of life. And nowadays, our sacrifice is changing from a petrol vehicle to an electric vehicle. You know, it's a completely different thing. So, um, you yeah, know, we can still float along in an aeroplane, thirty-five thousand feet above the uh, above the earth, and get out sort of wine, dined and refreshed at the other end for less than a day's pay, or in in many cases, especially if you're a politician. And I just thought, you know, we need to be great. For for what we've done. It's all about gratitude. And and when is it enough? But I thought gratitude is a nice way to start any day. I Peter. Peter (laughs) Elliott, Janet
0: Wilson. My dad thought I was a runt, so I had cod liver oil and molasses. The panel.